Welcome to The Butter Dish. My name is Heidi Bollard. And I am Natalie Delaney, and we're so excited to have you here today. Uh, our guest today is Natalie Clay. So you're getting a Natalie times two <laughs> on this podcast. Double Natalie party. Natalie Clay is a life coach extraordinaire. I've seen her group teach classes. I've seen her teach small groups. I, I have, um, she's been my one-on-one coach, and she also coaches relationships. She has an incredible group coaching program called... The Marriage Lab. Natalie, tell us a little bit about what you do. Yes, I help people with their primarily marriage relationships. Um, sometimes people aren't married, but the majority of the people that I work with are married. And I try to help people enjoy that relationship a little bit more and find relief there and even happiness. Amazing. Well, we're so excited to have you on the podcast today because we this actually comes up, relationships come up quite a bit in the coaching that we do as well. So one of the most common questions that we get is how can I motivate my spouse to get fit? Or kind of (laughs) conversely, like my spouse really wants me Mm. to get fit. And I feel like this dynamic, I mean, I have to ask you just quickly, because I'm just so dying to know about relationship with couples. Do you feel like most of us have the same problems or are they pretty unique? Like, is there like a standard, like everybody struggles with these like 10 things, give or take a few things. Like, I'm just kind of curious about that. Yeah, that's such a good question. So if we were to break down the root cause of all of our problems, we all suffer with from the same problems. Really. It's probably five different things. It's, we want to feel valued, loved, secure, you know, these really basic human needs. And then they manifest differently through, you're not, our different personalities and the person that we choose that ends up being quite different from us. And it's a whole factor of things, but yes, it, it ends up being very, very common. Oh, wonderful. So we are all messed up. (laughs) That makes me feel so much better. So nobody has a perfect relationship is what you're saying. That's all I really am coming to you. Oh no. I think if somebody was pretty happy and laid back and easygoing their whole life, they're going to be that way in marriage. But whatever your personality was before, if you really struggled with life, if you felt like things were always hard or whatever it was, that was your challenges before you're going to have a similar experience in marriage, maybe just a little bit more intense. Wonderful. I feel so validated right now. I know seriously. And there's like so many parallels in everything that you're saying. You're talking about marriage relationships, but it's like, mentally, both of us are pinging like, oh my gosh, it's totally like your relationship with your body. Oh my gosh. It's totally like your relationship with weight loss. Like a lot of people think once I get married, I'll be happy. Yes. I'll I'll always have someone to go out with. She's like, (laughs) luckily no, because I need a job. (laughs) And we are like low key. Same. (laughs) I'm going to help a little bit today, but not give all of our goods. We got to leave them wanting more, right? Okay, so let's. I, okay, so I'm dying to hear your your thoughts on this. So we will try our best to shut up because we do no. want to know. Like, I, and I'm sure you've met this dynamic before, but it really seems to be something. I think what's interesting is the first thing when I hear or read it, it's like there's there's definitely a control layer that makes me want to rebel against it. Totally. Right? Like I want to be like, oh, you do, do you? Yeah. How now nice that you told you? me, I don't want to anymore. Exactly. Yeah. And, I, and similarly, I kind of I had that kind of experience initially. Like my husband had started exercising like 10 to 12 years way before me. And he was always like, Hey, Nat, do you kind of want to like, maybe, you know, and I'm like, why? Like, I don't need to exercise. Like I am fine the way I am. That's for another type of person. Exactly. Or someone that wants to be fit. Mm. I'm just trying to survive. Right. So anyways, okay. I digress. Let's hear this. (laughs) Oh, so good. So good. So yeah, this is interesting. First, I have to say one thing that has been, I guess, surprising a little bit to me is I used to think that it would likely be more men that would want their wife to get in shape, but it's probably more often the woman that wants their husband to get in shape and eat better in my experience. And you guys would have a lot of experience with that as well. But anyway, um, but if somebody says to me that they want their spouse to get in shape, I always ask why, right? And they like to say, well, because I want them to be healthy. I don't want something to happen to them. That's not usually the reason behind it. <laughs> I know. I totally like what you're saying that. I'm like, I call BS. I call Total BS. BS. Because if they were really just worried about their health, they would want to just love and support them and make them feel loved and supported in anything they could do to, to support that. So I'm not saying it's always coming from a negative intention, but, and I also think it's okay that you want them to get in shape. You don't have to feel shame about that either way. At the same time, it doesn't really work. Like you guys know this, right? If somebody's trying to get you to get in shape, that's 
not motivating at all. And there's good reason for that because all we hear when someone says, I want you to get in shape, no matter what their intentions are, we hear this, we're being conditionally loved. I need to get in shape or else they may not love me anymore. So our fear brain will always go there. And that's why we kick against it. And we want to say, I want to make sure I'm okay right here, because what if I try to get in shape and I hate it, or my body doesn't respond to it. And then are they going to leave me? So we want to like plant our feet in where we are at right now and establish safety here. So that's just the, you know, our human nature, our fear brain. We don't obviously consciously think through it that way, but going back to the partner who wants their spouse to get in shape. It's like, that's great. But I like to ask people, why, what's your reasons? Is it, it would be fun for you. They might feel more attractive to you. All of that's great, but that's something for you to manage. So if you want to throw it out there, if they're interested, great, pursue it. If they're not, I would completely redirect to what are you wanting to feel and how do we go about that in a way that isn't changing them just because it won't work. And then Sorry, go ahead. Did you oh, no, I was just thinking it's so interesting because it's like when you initially said that in my mind and, and what I experienced, it's like you think, oh, I'm a problem. Like you're trying to fix me somehow because you feel like exercise will yep. fix me. You see something then, deficient in me. Yeah, yeah. And my lack of exercise or lack of desire yes. is also a problem. And then I feel like it just opens up this like insecurity sinkhole. Oh. It's like, what else do you wish I would do? Like, do you wish that I would... Yes. Fold your your napkin before I handed it to you, or do you wish that I could like you know make little like you know yeah you know, on and on and on like you don't yeah. like the decor in our house, or is the bed made wrong, or like do I fold towels the wrong way, or your t shirts do you want them to look like a store, or do you want them to look like just like a normal person did it, and your, your socks not sorted? Like I think it just it just yes. all of a sudden you're like wait wait so there's something that you're dissatisfied with, yes. even if it's just like a neutral suggestion, right? Yeah. Which I don't know that it ever really is. I feel like. But it could be, right? If, if everything is neutral. <laughs> but I just feel like the sinkhole, it's like, and all of a sudden it's just like, and then we just feel like crap. Absolutely. 100%. That's so, it's so interesting the way, while you were talking about that, I was also thinking about how it's almost like there's also a way we twist that against our, I think against ourselves when we tell ourselves, I'm doing this for like my kids, even if you make up that motivation, it isn't said to you, but like, I'm going to do this to meet other people's expectations. And then it's because you have that perspective, you're already behind. And so you're also your conditional, that conditional love is directed towards yourself as well. Oh, absolutely. And it's so interesting because we have all these ideas on what should and shouldn't be. So I think even for myself, if my husband's saying, Hey, maybe you should lose a few pounds. I would be torqued if he's that's because of my thoughts about me, my thoughts about what, what I'm making that mean. Right. It's so interesting because we always talk about how kids make everything mean something about them. We do that absolutely as adults too, no less. And so it's all about our brain looking to see is there love and acceptance. There's that fear brain. So if, um, But if somebody does say that, like my husband, for example, Natalie, to your point of, it seems like they're usually dissatisfied with something, but if they aren't, and you said, no, I'm not really, that's, I just don't feel like I'm up for that at this time in my life, then they won't care. Right. If they're just really, truly offering it to you in a sincere way for your benefit and the benefit of everyone. So if somebody is in that position where they, their spouse is really wanting them to get in shape, then I would work with them to decide, okay, they want that and that's okay. Obviously we work with them separately, but um, for you, that's a really amazing growth opportunity for both parties. And that's what marriage is amazing for <laughs> Lots of opportunities to really grow, or we're going to really suffer. There's <laughs> not a lot of in between sometimes simultaneously. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But if somebody like, imagine somebody is perfectly confident, which very few, maybe no one is, um, <laughs> And also it's not always confidence. Again, it's our fear brain, right? But if we had a lot of confidence and our, our spouse said, Hey, I really want you to lose weight or get in shape. You're like, Oh yeah, I could totally see why you'd want that. And no, I'm definitely not doing that right now. And, it, <laughs> and they would be able to own it, right? Because they don't use it against them. And they know that's about them. And it's not about me as an individual, but the problem is we, we do tend to um, have some insecurities as it turns out. <laughs> that's a really good opportunity to decide, all right, they might want this and I may decide I don't want it so that I don't just do it anyway and then resent them is what will happen there. But if you decide, yeah, I really don't want to do it and 
I can love me anyway and let it be a little vulnerable and don't try to convince them why you don't want to do it and sell them on that. You just have to say, yeah, yeah, I know you really want me to. And I'm, I'm not going to do that right now. And then you have to really be there for you. So again, it's your brain's looking for that security that comes from unconditional love. And so in those moments where you're not necessarily feeling it from your spouse, whether it's there or not, that's where you have to give it to you. Like, oh, this feels scary. This feels vulnerable because I have thoughts that I should get in shape too. He makes a really good argument, but then it's like, no, I have good reasons for not wanting to right now if I don't want to, and I'm going to validate me. Then over time, when you practice that, it does become much easier to let them just not approve of you or not like certain things about you because you know, "Mm, whatever happens, I've established that I'm the safety and security for me. So that's I freaking love that because it's like, you (laughs) know, as you're talking, I'm thinking like, it's like, we know already, right? Like Mm -hmm. most people have an awareness, like, like most people do want to look better. Most people want to feel better. Like not even from a weight loss perspective, like just in general, Mm -hmm. like I think we are, we do live in a society that it's obvious that exercise is something that people encourage. Mm -hmm. So it's kind of like when someone's like, Hey, don't you maybe want to clean up the house? You're like, I'm aware that it's not clean. (laughs) Like you're not, it's like, thanks captain obvious. It's like, it's it's almost like it's addressing your, your fears, Mm -hmm. right. Or like the one, the the background noise that you have, like, I know I got to get to it. Like, I know there's one day that I really should try to like, maybe think about doing something kind of fitness related or health related. But then it's like, hey, by the way, were you aware of this? And you're like, yeah, thanks. Well, totally. <laughs> thanks so much. It's a particularly, ins- <laughs> I feel like it can feel particularly incendiary in your marriage relationship just because it is so your your most vulnerable relationship. So it makes you the most susceptible to this these like shamey feelings. Well, yeah, right? it's like who you get naked with. Like, could you, yes. could you, I mean, let's in like full, <laughs> no, full, full transparency, <laughs> right. like could literally, you, yeah. I mean, could you be more like exposed really in this, like right. literally and figuratively. And then all of a sudden it's like, oh, so there is, is a problem. Yeah. 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 Yeah, totally. that's right. And and that's what's so interesting is, I mean, marriage is such a pressure cooker for our insecurities because oh. the stakes are do feel so high, especially when we've conditionally loved ourselves. So we're yeah. not there for us. And then we've got kids, we've got, you know, it goes back to a lot of our primal needs for, for safety and security. But what I think is so interesting is, you know, we tend to look at things, especially when it comes to getting healthy and working out or how we spend money or how often we should have sex as a couple. And we have these ideas on what's healthy or what's normal. And of course, when it comes to health, I should be getting healthier. Of course, I shouldn't be spending as much money. But when we kind of challenge that, what's so incredible to me is our brains, you know, our subconscious brains, the process of how I make that decision, my, even my initial gut reaction to, Hey, let's start working out together is so complex. It's not just oh, I'm too lazy. And that's where we go instantly. It's not like, oh yeah, no, I hate that or whatever. There's some of that going on, but there's so much more where our subconscious is thinking about how much time we're having in a day. How is this one child doing that we're focusing on extra? What's my stress level with this? I mean, it's so complex that that gut reaction comes pretty quickly. And that's why I always advise, just listen to your guts and trust that maybe they're right instead of giving yourself this negative label, because then you also don't have to label your spouse as, oh, they're so superficial, or maybe they don't really love me when you're not saying, maybe I'm really lazy. Like that's where that's coming from first. And then it goes to my spouse saying, you know, they, they should be different. So when I'm just okay with me, like, yeah, I'm not, I'm not open to that right now. And you can find some acceptance for it. And that's where the growth comes because you are choosing to be vulnerable and trust that maybe they'll, they'll stay with you anyway. And all of those things that our brain is dying to know. And that's what actually creates true emotional intimacy because we've allowed ourselves to really be vulnerable and see that they're still there. So the rewards are amazing and we connect to ourselves. Um, and anyway, it's just that whole process of like really being there for us because the alternative is sometimes we choose the fear of like, okay, I'll, I'll go work out, but that's going to turn to resentment of like, all right, but I noticed you're not doing this and we're going to start keeping score. Oh my mm. gosh. That's so good. I'm sorry. I talk so much and I have no, it's no, so, no, good. It's so good. I'm blowing my mind right now. Well, and okay. So then I'm so curious then to see, is it the same in reverse or is it actually quite different? Like when we're the ones practicing almost like that kind of judgment, like, so we, we just went over you know, when your spouse wants you to get fit, but what is it about when you as the person are the one who wants your spouse to change? Like, is it the same or is it totally different? It's, it's different, but the same. So (laughs) the way I was saying how everything goes back to the same core insecurities. So what's happening there when somebody wants their spouse to get into shape, 
then, and again, I always have to add the caveat. It's if they're like the majority of the population that's able to, to feel empathy and all these things, we're not talking about like extreme mental illness or mood, just, you know, not mood anyway, or a narcissist. But what, what's really coming there is they're wanting to feel something. And so they're wanting you to, to work out. It's less about, are they superficial? Can they not be attracted to you? It's them trying to feel okay about them. So it's either, man, I'm not feeling as attracted to them, or they want to have sex more than I do. And I feel bad about that. I should be open to that more often, or maybe whatever. So we're trying to change them so we can like us. But if we just go to a place of stopping the shaming altogether, because currently the way we approach marriage just through movies and books and just culturally where we're at is we think that if we're a good person and they're a good person, not the dirt bags out there that we see break the hearts in the movies and then they get what's coming. But you know, you're really happy when you choose that right person. So all of a sudden when we're ourself and we go through times of insecurity or not being happy with something or really not liking them sometimes, which I always have to add, we allow that with our kids. Like, I don't like this one right now, but we know we always love them. And I would suggest we should incorporate that into marriage a little bit more as well. But when, then we have to decide, am, am I a dirtbag or are they a dirtbag? And so then we start doing things to like, can you just work out some more? Cause then maybe I'll be attracted to you and I'll be able to feel like I'm a good person. Gosh, I mean, I know this isn't really the pivot where we were going, but I'm curious because we have had women who, who's like, you know, significant others will tell them like they're not attracted to them anymore, or you used to be so much prettier, or you used to take care of yourself. And I mean, obviously this is in the midst of like 10 to 15 years on the line. And like you've added yeah. children and life stresses and, and like, oh, I don't know, real life yeah, versus like seriously. the first like X amount of your courtship where everything is like tittery and butterfly and like, you know, everyone's putting their best self on. Like how how do you work through that mentally? Because I mean, I can think of nothing more like, I mean, it makes me want to cry even just thinking about like hearing that from somebody who you are the most vulnerable with, right? Like, and then I, so many times we see that as the, the reason why they like want to lose weight or they want to get in shape. Yeah. It's like, but then it's never fast enough and it's never enough because obviously the why is, is coming from a place of self-loathing and like, I need to, I'm a problem to be fixed. Right. Yeah. So like, what are the thoughts behind that? Like, I mean, whether you're coaching yourself Mm-hmm. Or you're coaching a couple about that because I feel like that is such a reality, right? Or mm-hmm. even just a fear, mm-hmm. you know, maybe something that you could even tell yourself if you start to believe that, like maybe they don't like me as much, or maybe they don't think I'm cute anymore. Yeah, maybe they loved me more before. Yeah. yeah, yes. So first of all, it's I think it's important to I like to have people kind of challenge. Well, what are your reasons for being married? And really, kind of at least shed some light on this idea that we think we're married to be happy and fulfilled and sexually attracted to our spouse all the time and want to spend time with them all the time and never have insecurities because they're always there for us. And it's pretty ridiculous when we really think about it. So if somebody comes to me and and this is going on, I'd say, okay, first of all, for the person who wants them to lose weight, like, all right, kind of investigate that there, because usually where that's coming from, they're wanting to feel justified for not, not feeling connected. And, Uh, and so, and so it's never, ever, ever, ever about, well, sorry, but I'm just not, I can't be physically attracted to you anymore. And so you've got to get it together or else I'm out. It's never, ever, ever that, because if somebody's really committed, like we all know that there's been people in our life that, you know, you first meet and you're like, oh my gosh, this person's gorgeous. And you get to know them and you're like, uh, that's a no. And the reverse <laughs> is also true where you're like, they're totally not my type. And you get to know them. And you're like, oh my gosh, I love this person. And you become attracted to them. So mm-hmm. it's much less about, are they fit or not? It's much more in, first of all, our values. Like, do I value a committed relationship more than I value ease or freedom or, um, casual sex? Like it really comes down to our individual values, but ultimately Ultimately, what I can say with certainty is your physical body has nothing to do with their happiness in the marriage. It has nothing to do with whether or not they can be satisfied sexually, um, emotionally, any of that, because you really don't have control over them. And the way you can kind of check yourself on this, because people have a hard time believing that is, is it possible that there would be other people in the world that could or were attracted, you know, would be attracted to you exactly like this? Like, yeah, it's possible. Okay. Then it can't be you that you have this effect. It's what are they focusing on more than anything? What are they wanting to feel justified for? So if somebody's saying, yeah, sorry, I fall out of love with you and I'm just not attracted to you. And maybe I'm having trouble hearing you. 
Sorry. <laughs> no one else is because I talk about, okay, I don't know what theory, mind your business. But so it's, if somebody is saying that, like, oh, I just fell out of love, what's happened is maybe they've met someone and they've indulged in some of the thoughts. And that's a whole other chemical cocktail going on there that nobody can compete with if people are indulging in that. And all these things that actually do cause attraction in the initial phases, which is actually something totally different from love, but that can be for another day. But anyway, I could talk about oh, you bet. Yeah, totally. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, seriously. I'm sitting here and I feel like everything I've ever read, like even in like the tabloids, is kind of like I never really even thought about that. Because like, you know, sometimes yeah. you see like, how does J Lo get cheated on? You know what I mean? Like, uh, I, yeah. I'm like, I'm yes. sorry. Like, totally. seriously. Like, really? Seriously. Like, she's not enough for you. Oh, <laughs> like, yeah. Like, right? Or like Halle Berry or like yes. you know, all these women. And you're like, so that's really what it comes down to. It has really nothing yes. to do with them. Mm-hmm. Nothing to do with them. It's the person saying, okay. I'm feeling bad about something that I want to feel justified for. Maybe they're still thinking about this person or wanting to leave the marriage and be with this person. Then I need a reason to give them. And likely they are going to pick something subconsciously. It's not so malicious. That is a pain point of yours to exploit. And that's why for it's a really great opportunity for you to practice loving yourself at anybody at all of that, because you're looking for unconditional love and Anyway, it removes a pain point to exploit if we want to go there. Well, and you're so much less likely to blame back if you're all swirling in your own shame, right? That's amazing. (laughs) It also is like back to to your point about the way our society and even us as individuals perceive marriage. It's like if you believe... when you're getting married, that this person is going to make you happy. Mm -hmm. Then the flip side of that is that you feel like you, you know, they could be the reason for your unhappiness as well. Yep. So you're just kind of, Ooh, that's so, so yucky feeling. That's so true. But it's also, I am, there are so many light bulbs going off as you're talking. I mean, it was just like an incredible breakdown of, of thoughts, but like when back to your other point about um, your values, so your values driving your behavior, Mm -hmm. And similarly, if it's not um, important to you or like you have your, like we remember we, um, there's some post we saw where this woman said she invited a speaker to do something and the speaker wrote back, my plate is as full as I'd like it right now. Uh-huh. So your point about like, if you, if this is not something you're feeling called to do right now, because mm-hmm. you're, because your plate is so full and you'd mm-hmm. rather live life with this amount of with your plate this full versus overwhelming yes. yourself. Yeah. Like that is totally something to honor and knowing like your own, your own mm-hmm. mind and your own limits and your own boundaries and what it is you really, really want out of your life and daily experience. Yes. And really like, I think all of this comes down to the point, like you really just have to have your own back. Like it oh. really comes down to kind of just you, right? right? <laughs> I mean, regardless of what you want for some, and, and also allowing the person space too to also have their back. Um, like we can't be forcing like, oh, well, I really want this for you. Well, congratulations. That's not, has nothing to do with you. Like they, right. Like, but if you can't control your own emotions, you try to control other people. So really, exactly. really like, and it's not even about controlling your emotions, about supporting yourself in your own emotions. Yes. And one thing I, I really want to say on that. <laughs> yeah, I, re- I, I remember I, you I, saying that to me in a call. <laughs> one thing times. I really want to say on that is like you mentioned, Heidi, shame, you know, shame turns to blame always. And we, a lot of us carry shame. I mean, that's our body's natural response because shame shuts you down and says, go back into the cave and it leads to ultimate safety. But I think shame and boredom boredom is so much more uncomfortable than we talk about. Um, People try to escape those feelings a whole bunch of different ways. But I like to also point out, like if, if you're in a situation where you have been trying to work out for your spouse, because you're feeling a lot of insecurity in the relationship that brings about its own shame, especially when we're talking about it like this, of like, you should get your own back. And then people think, oh, I'm a weak woman in our society, the way we talk about feminism and everything. And, and this happens a lot too, when someone's dealing with infidelity. Well, my husband had an affair, so, but I don't want to leave the marriage. And there's so much shame over that. And I, and so I like to dispel that too, and say, only you can know what you want to do, but also own your reasons as good reasons. So for example, someone says, yeah, but I'm just working out all the time because um, my husband really wants me to, and I'm afraid he'll leave me if I don't, then you don't need to say, yeah, dummy, you're not strong. And so you shouldn't be, you should be standing up for him. That's the same thing as saying like, get confident, stupid. Like it really (laughs) won't work. And so you have to know like, yeah, you had a couple options that were both painful and scary. One, I stand up for myself and I don't do that, or I don't work out and I 
wait and see what happens. And I'm here for me, which that's a pretty big ask. And then on the other side of that is, okay, I tried to make him happy. And I try to hope that this will work, which is also really hard and painful. So know that both decisions were scary and hard, and you chose the one that felt the least scary and that's okay. So it's, then we can look at it. Like, do you want to do something different? But it doesn't, you can do that. Just own that. No, I am still doing this for me. I'm trying to take care of myself and I'm trying to become stronger um, and get that security for me, but it's a process that you cannot rush. Hmm. And it's a, that's really interesting the way you broke that down, because I think sometimes without realizing it, we just go to the, the like hustle option, like run, 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 because we think we can avoid the difficult emotion. Let me fix it. Let me just put this on. Let me, let me not feel these emotions. Let me just get into hustle and hopefully I'll feel good at the end of it. You want to be proactive, right? Like if I don't have to, if I can skip these emotions, I'd prefer. Yeah. It's just acknowledging there's, it's going to be, it's going to be tough either way. There's no, Sometimes there's just no avoiding the discomfort, right? Nobody yes. likes that answer at all. I know. <laughs> that's the thing. It's like we get stuck on this third option that we think, but a man shouldn't ask his wife to get in shape. Like we can agree as a society, like that is not okay. He's being superficial. He's being shallow. But as soon as we're blaming the other for anything, we are just wanting to feel validated for what we're wanting or not wanting. And mm-hmm. so when we can see we're doing that, it's like, okay. But focusing on that does seem like the easiest solution to convince him he just shouldn't want you to get in shape. And then you don't have to make the vulnerable choice or you don't have to decide I'm going to do this. And so we focus, some people do this for decades of just focusing on that thing in each other. Like, but here's why you should be different. You shouldn't get so mad at the kids. You shouldn't do this. And they spend all their energy there. I'm like, that is just wasted effort and energy because let's focus on the solutions that are actually available. That one doesn't even exist. They're not open to that. Not open to reality. Yeah. No, that's a no. I know you like that idea. They might like the idea of wanting to work out as well but they don't want to. Wow. Mm. So how do you feel like, how do you feel like body image plays a role in relationships? And like, so like how, if you, this is, this is a, this is tricky because somebody you you are vulnerable with says sort of your nightmare thoughts out loud. How, what do you think are the best ways for you personally to improve your own body image, whether you have that environment or, or not, but Particularly if you do, because that I feel like that can be a feel like pretty, pretty tough challenge. For sure, I would look at it though as we all have our insecurities, and mine happens to be in this area. Other people, it's oh, I spend too much. Other people, I mean, it's however it comes out. And instead of trying to necessarily even dissect it a ton, just recognize like, oh yeah, this is challenging for me. So. I'm not going to tell myself it shouldn't be because then that's going to turn to blame. It's just, oh, wow. It's, I like to use all of that as just information. Like, wow, I notice I'm really insecure about my body. That's really interesting. And there's a really good reason for it. And we can just leave it at that. Decide now what? So if this is really a challenge for me, then I like to play it out in the future where my mind is going with the fear. Just like, okay. So it feels really scary if you don't get in, uh, you know, you don't get in shape or whatever, or you're telling yourself you don't like your body. All right. Why is that a problem? I like to ask that question. And then it's, well, because my husband's not going to want to have sex with me anymore. And then he'll find someone else or whatever. Okay. That could happen. Now what? So you have to just open up to it and play it down the road. And then you can eventually see like, oh, the worst thing that's going to happen. And our mind always goes to destitute on the street alone with no one to love me. But our brain says that is death. We're tribal. Mm-hmm. You know, we, we need our people and that's what we're fighting against. So instead of trying to change that hard wiring, it's like, oh yeah, my brain thinks this is really scary. And this is really hard for me. And this is how I attack myself. That's not super nice. I'm going to practice being okay with me as is and decide, yeah, I would like it if my body was looked different and I'm practicing liking it here. Mm, like hold the, holding those, those two almost like opposite yeah. ends. Right. Cause again, That's... it's like, it'll lead to more shame if we're like, Oh, I shouldn't, I shouldn't body shame. It's like, okay, but wow, I really am. That's not nice. If I wouldn't say this to my best friend, I'm going to practice not saying it to me, but I'm going to be super nice to myself. Like, Oh man, I'm super insecure about my body. That's hard. 
and really come from a compassionate place where you're not trying to tell yourself, just think positive. That's, that's bull crap. And then we lie to ourselves. It's wow. I really do have a lot of thoughts about that. Oh, that, that doesn't feel good, but man, I'm going to be kind to myself and investigate that a little bit. Totally. And like, even just realizing like, these are just the, just the realization that these are thoughts and not reality, right? Like you walk past the mirror, you have whatever, you know, I'm disgusting, whatever thoughts or whatever. And it's like realizing those are, those are just thoughts just because you think that doesn't mean that it's true or that's, that's what you are at all. And like, I think, you know, sometimes we can just without that awareness or that mindfulness, it's like, we, we call those thoughts reality. And then we don't even define specifically what it is we're afraid of. We just start running. Yes. And then it's just, uh, so much of that is unexamined and so painful at the same time. Yeah. And I think, sorry, sorry, Natalie, I keep, I will talk. No, 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 go. Cause I'm just, I, yeah, this is amazing. <laughs> I was just going to say like, I think it's really nuanced also. So it sometimes helps to say like, if you notice a thought about your body, like, Oh, I really hate my body. You're like, Oh, well, I don't all the time. I'm, I'm not thinking mm-hmm. about it all the time. And I don't hate every part of my body. And maybe I haven't always hated my body. And this doesn't mean I always will hate my body. So it doesn't have to be absolutes, but then we're also so quick to want to go from, Oh man, I'm body shaming. How do I get to the point where I'm like, I'm amazing. And we have to <laughs> know it's we've got to slow down the process and be okay with where we are. That's unconditional love. It's easy to unconditionally love yourself. You're like, I'm going to set a, a weight loss goal an exercise goal. And you hit it great, but that's really conditional. And so you have to show yourself like, okay, here's where I am right now. I don't like it. And I like me anyways, even though I'm, I'm struggling with this right now. So, and I may struggle with this my whole life. I may always look at my body and have a negative reaction. And I hope I don't, I'm going to work on it, but if I do, okay. It's not such a big problem until I make it a big problem. Oh, totally. Ooh, that is amazing. It, it's, yeah. Because yeah, everyone's always like, when these conditions are met, mm-hmm. I will be X, Y, Z, right? But it's like, I, I actually just love what you did. I think you allowed a lot of freedom for people to be like, there might be a point in your life that you might never 100% be okay with, with your body. And, and that's okay. And it doesn't mean you're doing it wrong. It doesn't mean exactly. Yeah. Or you haven't lost the right amount of pounds or whatever. Because yeah. I love the way you broke that down because a scale goal is a conditional goal. And so if you're regardless, I mean, we think we're practicing the importance of, we always say 126.2 for whatever reason, that's like (laughs) the number on like a scale when you buy it before you pull the vinyl off. Anyway, (laughs) 126.2, you think all the power is in that you're putting all the power of your goal in that number that when you get it, it's going to feel so good when what you're practicing is conditional self-acceptance. So then once you hit that, it's going to be, oh, well now there's too much cellulite or there's too many wrinkles or, or whatever. And I love also how you said that, like, like I, I, people say this a lot, like I can't be happy at this weight. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Is that actually true? Are you thinking about your weight all the time? Have you laughed? Have you smiled? Have you enjoyed yourself for one minute at this weight? Well then Maybe we do need to rethink that. And maybe if we can come from the standpoint of like, I'm, you know, we say this all the time. If I come from the standpoint of I'm a problem to be fixed, then the best thing you can hope for is to be a fixed problem. Yes. That's that's a pretty low ceiling for what we have the potential to create in our lives. Yeah. And, and whether or not you buy into any of this, it's like, it's going to directly affect your motivation where if you're yes. okay here, then really finding a reason because it sounds fun or because I'm ready for it, that is going to I'm sure you guys could speak to this a lot more than me, but that's going to be much more impactful on any progress you're able to make. But as soon as we put ourselves at that deficit, of yes. shame, like, oh, I shouldn't hate my body or they might not like me or I'm not attractive and I shouldn't feel this way, then we're a little bit lower and our brain says, oh, that's pretty risky because right here where we're at, yeah, we don't like ourselves, but we're still alive. And so your brain's going to really resist that and be like, that's so risky to go and try to lose weight. Cause then what if we can't do it? Then we've got nothing in our back pocket to rely yeah. on. We can't survive feeling worse than this. Let's right. just stay here. Right. Mm. Oh, absolutely. So I would love, cause I feel like that, that dovetails really, really nicely into, I think one of the biggest problems that we see is our relationships with other women. Uh-huh. Ironically, I think people think, oh, it's my like, you know, significant other or whatever. It's like, no, it's really your friends and the women around you. That really, really are like the probably some of the most 
like toxic relationships we have, whether it's the comparison game, um, our body image compared to another person, what that person's doing. So many times it's like, well, my friend did this or mm-hmm. my friend's looking better than me already. And we both started at the same time. And I just don't think it's fair and blah, blah, blah. Or even just like strangers on the internet, you know, like the 1% <laughs> on Instagram that everyone's just like comparison, comparison, comparison. Like, what are your thoughts on those kind of relationships? Because I feel like we do have a lot of women who are like, my friends this, or my friends that, or like either it's, it's usually one of the two. It's like, I can't go out with these friends because they're always like trying to sabotage like my diet or whatever. And then yeah. you have the other friends who are like, they always look great and they always look amazing and they're all size zeros and I am like a size 16. Like, and how do you, like how, what are the thoughts like that, that go into feeling and like making those relationships feel better and feel good? Because obviously we, we women, we, we need each other, yeah. but we're also so awful to each other. <laughs> yes. So I, I'll give you a, a shorter answer because I went forever on everything else. But oh, you're amazing. First of all, I think it's so helpful and interesting just to learn some basic things about the way our brain functions, because we have um, hormones that are released when we experience a situation where we feel some social advantage. And there's just all these different things at play where it's, it, again, it goes back to our survival, not so much our character. Okay. I want to hear more about that. You can, you, I, I want to, that, that is some, a completely new concept to me. Tell me more. That will take all day. I have a podcast called the primitive brain. Oh, done. Okay. Noted. On that. But there's lots more you can research on that, but basically, and I think it's super helpful to explain to our kids too, going into junior high and high school, because it also were like, Oh, this one's a mean girl or why? Like there's all of these clicks and things and mean girls and, and bullies for some really valid reasons that goes back to our brain telling us we're all going to die. So then wow. we can kind of remove the whole character assassin- assassination piece. And so like, if it's a bunch of women and they are feeling competitive, that's all of our insecurities coming out. And so a simple trick in a situation like that or any relationship in your marriage or anything is ask yourself like, okay, if I think they shouldn't be that way, like, oh, she's just so whatever catty, or she's losing weight faster than I am. Ask yourself, okay, what would I get to feel if they weren't doing this loved accepted? Like I'm doing an okay job. Like, oh, I'm pretty sure the answer is I feel better than her. I'm pretty sure that that's what oh, I wouldn't feel worse than her. I, I feel, feel worse, yeah. as good or better than her. Yeah. Maybe. Or like I had like a, I, I had a friend that told me like after I had done like my first year of, of macros that like, I liked you better when you were fat. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, because it's easier for her to, to, you know, she's making that comparison of like, she's established that is that gives value, but there's nothing lasting in that. I don't care what any of your stances on anything. Like there's just certain core elements that if that's coming from security, which it always is when we're comparing that will never bring you that peace and settle. So even though she says she liked you better before it was because she decided she's okay because she was comparing herself to you, but that doesn't ever last because when we will always find another reason to conditionally love ourselves when that's what we're doing. So whatever we're wanting them to do, (laughs) but whatever we're wanting them to do is what we are not doing for ourselves. So if it's like, Oh, these women are just so catty and they're, they're just so judgy. You're judging yourself about where you're at. If you, again, if you were a hundred percent confident and you were like, yeah, this is taking longer and that's super annoying. And, and I let myself be frustrated again, because I unconditionally love me. So I'm not saying I should be fake happy all the time. It's like, oh, I love me through this process and I let it be hard and I'm not shaming myself for it. It's just information. Then we have no reason to care what we just like, oh yeah, it's hard to be a human. We're all just struggling. But so what you're wanting them to do is what you're not doing for you. Or sometimes we think we want them to do this. And we're also, that means we're not doing it for them. Holy crap. <laughs> Lessons in how to be a person by Natalie Clay. <laughs> I feel like I don't know anything. <laughs> it's amazing. <laughs> so tell me, what do you think about, um, a lot, we hear this a lot from women too, that like, I, like it's, I don't want my goals like I, I don't want to change or I don't want my goals to um, negatively impact anybody in my life. Like I want to almost I want to do this like in secret. Like I don't I don't necessarily want like I don't want it to be um, like take time away from my, you know, my kids, my my husband, whatever, my my family or also like I don't want my relationships to change with friends or or things like that. So a lot of women feel like a need to like kind of do it covertly. 
mm-hmm. or not tell anybody. Sure. What are your What are your thoughts about that? So I like to get away from all things of as far as our execution goes. Um, that there's not a correct or an incorrect way to be a human who executes in their life. It's ultimately we're all going back to the same core principles, right? We want to be loving, we want to be accepting, and we want that in return. And then this is our way of going about it. So I would, if somebody said that, I'd be like, okay, that's fine if you want to do it in secret, because it's easy to say like, you're not being there for yourself and all that, but maybe that's the best way for you to be there. So this is where we get to really get in touch with everyone as individuals to say like, okay, is that what you want to do? That's fine. Just don't shame yourself for it. See, it's that shame piece. And then if it's like, okay, but do you, do you want to work on that and decide, okay, I can work out and think I'm a good mom, or this person can compare themselves to me now that I've lost weight and they say they're struggling because of it. And I can work on being okay with me and letting them be where they're at. Like that stuff you can work on, but again, we're not always up for doing it's where we're up for doing the work. But just the shame is what I think it's interesting you say that about the shame because I think a lot of times people also don't want to share their goals because they don't want to fail in public, right? Mm. It's like if I say that I'm embarking on this, or like let's just say like today I'm like, Heidi, I've decided to run a marathon. Like I would never really tell you that because I mean, the chances of me being able to successfully complete a marathon in my mind are like slim to none. Mm -hmm. So it's almost like you don't want to share your goals also not even just for judgment, but also because if you fail it, they'll be like, wait, weren't you training for a marathon? Like what happened with that? Mm. Right. And then, and then that shame spiral starts, right? Like, oh yeah, I did tell you that. And I, who am I to think that I could accomplish something? Totally. And I should be doing everything different than the way I'm doing it and all that. Yes. But it's so interesting because I hear the shame piece from the other side of that, which is, yeah, so I'm just not going to tell them. And then we carry shame for that. Like I should be stronger. I should just not care what they think. And it's like, no, it's okay. Like I think about all of these situations, like if it feels confusing, what would I say to my child if they were like, oh, I think my friends are going to judge me if I don't. So I don't want to tell them. I'd be like, yeah, totally don't tell them. First and foremost, your obligation is to you. And if that means you're going to hide it from everyone and that feels best to you, great. Just don't shame yourself for doing that because we can't just skip to the part of like, I'm, I'm owning it and I don't care what people think. Like that's too big of a jump. Yeah. So I wonder if you've noticed this, um, in like in coaching, (laughs) because you've been doing it a long time, but, um, you know, when you're trying to get a client to identify the feeling, yeah, I feel like whenever they can't name it, it's probably, it's always shame. (laughs) Like it's like, it's a malaise of like negative, you know, kind of sad, kind of embarrassed, kind of whatever. How do you, how how can you, what do you think are some ways to recognize you're in shame? Mm-hmm. Well, so if they really couldn't articulate what they were feeling and whatever it is they, they were speaking to, I'd say, okay, well, maybe it's not a problem. I'd start there. Mm-hmm. Like, why is this a problem? Why are you bringing this up? And then they'll start talking about it a little bit more. And it always leads to a feeling could be shame, could be mm-hmm. fear of the future, whatever it is. But that's how we start identifying that. Like, okay, that could happen. Let's just play that out a little bit. Like, why is that? It's okay that it's that way. And then sometimes it's like, well, because that's not okay, right? Like, shouldn't a wife be okay with this? And you're like, not necessarily. Where'd we get that idea from? So it's really just getting rid of all those ideas we have indoctrinated into our heads and that we formulated ourselves about how we should and shouldn't function as a human. Okay. The last one I want to pick about is like your relatives. Right? Oh yeah. And of course our favorite one is mothers, right? <laughs> we have so many mothers, mothers. who are like, mothers. tell their daughters that they're overweight or that they mm-hmm. need to lose weight or that you should do it this way or, or. Oh, so my, I mean, the list is infinitely long. Yeah. Yes. How about that <laughs> relationship? Okay. This sounds tangential, but stay with me here. So I love, <laughs> I love 30 rocks. It's like one of my favorite shows. It just reminds so me yeah. Steve Buscemi is that he's Jack's um, assistant or I mean, private investigator for a while. And he, he has the line that I just love. He's like, it's like, I always tell my assistant, your weight is a reflection on me. He's so wise. Wow. is so accurate. Oh my anyway, gosh. I love that show. But yeah, like it's, there's a lot tied into that, right? Because you've got the mom with her, her identity that she may or may not be struggling with. Maybe she just wants, she feels like my child has to be healthy. It all goes back to her wanting to feel like a good mom. Ultimately, it truly does. Because again, we're so gross. (laughs) It's just human nature, but it goes back to survival. So we can't really beat ourselves up for that. But if, if it is, let's say your mom really does want to encourage you in that way. It's like, yeah, let yourself not like it. 
Do you want to say, yeah, I don't really want to talk about that anymore. Like there's lots of ways you can go about handling that. Or you can say, I'm going to have this conversation with my mom every time because it's just easier. Great. Handle it however you want, but own that. First of all, her views on your lifestyle are truly about her. Everything is about us. And the reason you don't like it is about you. Just like your mom's stuff is about her. You not liking it is about you. So you're wanting your mom to stop doing that. So you can feel like a good daughter. Who's not irritated with her mom. It goes back to some version of that. So good. No, can we go like all the way back to like, you know, where you're talking about like prime, like, you know, primitive. It's like, yeah. can I just be, just, can I just pick the berries really well? Can you just give me that? But <laughs> really I can like weave a mean basket. Like, is that an honor? <laughs> well, it is. That is such an amazing point because we do have these outrageous expectations of our life experience at this stage of life. And it really was different when people didn't used to get married for happiness or romance. That wasn't even part of it. And it's like, now we expect everything to just be fulfilling and feel good all the time and have everyone like us and anyway and have it happen immediately yeah. <laughs> yeah. wonder we're all making ourselves miserable <laughs> <laughs> literally, literally literally okay so i would love i mean obviously i'm putting you on the spot a little bit like what are some of like if if, if everyone listened to this podcast and you wanted to give them like a couple takeaways of like yeah. really like how to be maybe even a little bit more centered and aligned with yourself and your own, like and having your own back and having your own goals and, and like seeing yes. things more neutral for yourself in your relationships mm-hmm. or conversely, like how to be maybe a little bit kinder in our relationships to the people that we feel like we want to manage. Right. Mm-hmm. Because yes. Chakra, I think women try to do that. <laughs> oh man. I love that question. So the quickest way to improve your sense of happiness, well-being, feeling safe and loved and having much more fulfilling, enjoyable relationships is being okay with you. It, it really is. And so it's easier said than done though, right? We all, we try that. Like, I know I'm amazing. That mantra for a few days and it doesn't work. Like, yeah, no kidding. So I think we have to be realistic. I think it, I, wherever I'm at every day, I really am to the point, just having coached enough people and seeing how that all plays out is it really truly is just information for me. So I'm like, wow, I'm so grumpy today. So I'll just notice it. Right. Whereas before I'd be like, I shouldn't be grumpy. Why did I snap at my kids? Oh, I stayed up late. I'm so irresponsible. Our brains spin out so fast. So we want to just start noticing the way we talk to ourselves. Be like, wow, that's not nice. And if I wouldn't say this to my child, I'm no longer going to ever allow myself to say it to me, which again, you will, but then you want to catch it and be like, that's not nice. And that's not helpful. We will never hate ourselves into any sort of idea we have of improvement, but it's just information. It's like, oh, I'm feeling really mad today. Okay. If my friend who I knew was amazing, that I loved came to me and said they were going through this today, what would be my advice to them? I wouldn't say, just think a positive thought. you'd be like, Oh my gosh, of course it's kids are the worst. Like, this is so hard. Why do we have so many, right? Like whatever it is, you would validate them. And that's what we need 99% of the time. And so does anyone coming to us with in pain, by the way. But so, so I just say, yeah, this is where I am. And man, that's hard. Okay. It'll pass. I don't need to spend a lot of time thinking about it because that's when we're trying to solve it. Like, why is this happening? I'm always this or no, it's their fault. Any of that, like the shame or blame is trying to make it go away. Mm-hmm. Where when we talk about just letting it be, it's like, ugh, man, this is the worst, but it'll pass. Just like the times when I feel really good, that passes too. Oh. We do <laughs> this is how it goes in life. There's always going to be a contrast. We can't try to get rid of that. So it's like, just notice where you're at as maybe it is just information and you don't have like who you are, where you are, every choice you've ever made in your life. We could go back to your biology, every conversation you've ever had with a parent, a teacher, and every bit of data that we could come up with, it would make sense. And you wouldn't be a bad person. Like you would see why you don't have to ever believe that you're a bad person. It's like, no, maybe I feel this way and I'm okay. Maybe I can love myself anyways. And then, and this is hard. So I'm going to be extra nice to myself. I'm not going to expect myself to get as much done today. I'm going to be kind, just like I would to that friend. That's uh, it's almost like you don't need there to be the absence of negative emotion in your life to feel good about yours, about yourself. Oh, the f- quickest way to feel good about yourself is those times where you're like, oh my gosh, I'm so mad about this. And then we instantly are like, I'm an adult. I shouldn't be mad. Where it's like, oh no, I am good and mad. And where you <laughs> own it of like, yeah, I'm totally justified. 
and I'm not going to act on it because we don't want to act from anger. I'm not going to shame myself, but I'm for sure going to say, yeah, I'm right to feel angry and use that energy to like get my whatever done. And then by the next day, our central nervous system has re-regulated and we'll see it totally differently. But that says to our brain, like, oh, there's danger. And I'm listening. I'm prepared because it's telling you, like, you need to be aware of something. And so we want to go on the attack, but instead we're like, oh no, I'm fired up. Meaning I'm ready for an attack. If it comes at the same time, maybe I can wait until something happens. Right. I don't have to react. Cause I'm Goodness, isn't that like such the truth? Like sometimes you wake up in the morning, you're like, Oh, I'm embarrassed. Oh my God. <laughs> that, was, that was quite the scene last night. And it's so freeing. I think to know that like, that wasn't really you. I mean, it was you, yeah. but it was like a response. It was like a, a life response into it's stress fight, and fear. Fight or freeze. Yeah. Yeah. Go ahead. Sorry. Well, and I just think what I love too, is like kind of full circle to like what we started talking about in the beginning. It's like, we need to just stop looking at, outside validation for ourselves and just work on validating ourselves mm-hmm. like validate yourself like you don't need outside validation you need your husband to think mm-hmm. you're hot you don't need your best friend to think that like you're crushing it or whatever it's like if you can validate yourself and be good with yourself then you don't need to look for outside validation because you fully like you fully have your own valid you have your own validation sticker <laughs> and stamp right on your own right like my seventh grade teacher's math, um, math teacher had a button that said i'm okay god doesn't make junk but also to notice too we get tons of validation but it's these few things that we're insecure about that we are we notice oh they don't validate me in that yeah yeah that's something i have to learn to validate me in or else i will never find satisfaction there because that's a real pain point but yeah they don't validate me in this way but do they validate me in other ways yeah i bet we could find it oh man so good Dude, Natalie Clay, we have to have you on like every month. I know. Seriously. I feel. Let's do it again. This is so fun. I love talking with you. Yes. Okay. So Natalie Clay, life coach extraordinaire, please tell all of our listeners where they can find or hear more from you. All right. Um, I would suggest if you want more information on this, I have a free podcast. It's couples coaching with Natalie Clay, wherever you get your podcasts. Um, And then just go to my website, natalieclay.com. I would suggest signing up for my weekly newsletter. It's called Thrive. And it's amazing. (laughs) I'll just give little tips in there each week. And then I'll include information if I have events or things coming up. And then the information on how to work with me either through Marriage Lab or private coaching is there as well. And I highly recommend it. I have such a strong testimony of Natalie Clay's coaching. (laughs) Thank you so much for coming on. This was an incredible discussion. And if this was super helpful for you, which I know it was because it was super helpful for us, Uh, would you share it with a friend? And also feel free to let us know what your thoughts are on it. Thanks, guys. (laughs) Thank you so much. It was so fun chatting with you. Take care. (laughs) 